Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined by my two not-that-quick co-hosts. To my right, it is the one and only Uncle Sam. Hello. And behind the computer doing absolutely nothing, it is Bruce, the tugboat, Venditti. Got that right. What's going on? Tucker nut. Well, it is our second edition of the Fantasy Frenzy. We are going to break down everything you guys need to know to get you ready for a wild week of football games this weekend and make sure you play the right guys in fantasy. But this is what I can tell you. PSA before we start, you probably should not listen to us. Anyways. (laughs) But you're going to anyway. I need to start off the show talking about something completely different than football. Do you know who Adam Levine is? Yes, I do. Who is he? Uh, he's the gay guy from Maroon 5. He's not gay. He's actually married with two kids. But anyway, the fact that he's not homosexual. Hey, hey, hey wait a minute now. Hey, everybody needs to remember Bruce Jenner was, was, was married and has four kids. Well, everybody needs to remember that. The current events going on in the world right now, which I had to talk about today, is the fact that he is married to a Victoria's, Victoria's <laughs> Secret supermodel. Uh her name is Behati Prinslow. Okay. Okay. And um, for the most part, she's a very attractive woman. Seems to be very nice. Uh, he has two children with her, and she's pregnant with his third. Okay. Um, what we need to discuss is the fact that it came out this week that he was actually having an affair with multiple Instagram models, okay? Uh, what I heard was, allegedly, he was having an affair with multiple models, He's trying to deny everything, saying, I've, I've texted them some appropriate, inappropriate stuff, mm-hmm. and that's it. That he has not met them, has not banged them, blah, no. blah, 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 blah. There were two that really stuck out to me that, okay. we, that we need to break down a little bit here. One is a dude. Well, no, but he, one of the ones that he, I, <laughs> one of the ones that he messaged was named Sumner Stroh, Sumner. Correct. Was her first name. And he messaged her uh, saying that he wanted to name one of his kids after his his child that his wife is currently pregnant with. Right. After her. Her. The one that he was having some sort of confirmed flirtatious exchange with on Instagram. But she is saying that they had a full-fledged affair. And then another one came out that he's denying. That he's denying the Correct. affair. Correct. Another one came out this morning, and, and I thought we would just share this because it was very intriguing to me. Adam Levine told yet another Instagram model, <clears throat> watching your ass jiggle on that table will permanently scar me. And then followed up with, I'd like to buy your ass a steak dinner and whisper sweet nothings to it. Okay. And I just found this. This wildly amusing that number one, if you're as high profile as Adam Levine, okay, do you not think that at some point this is going to surface in a way? Number two, why would you want to name your child with your wife, child number three with your wife, after some girl that you're hooking up with off Instagram? And allegedly, third of all. How are you going to message somebody with 1,000% seriousness and try and use, I'd like to buy your ass a steak dinner, whisper sweet well, nothing to it, and watch it jiggle? I, I did some see sort it of a turn. on Instagram, Yeah, and, and it, it's worth a steak dinner. It is worth a steak dinner. <laughs> it is worth a steak dinner. But anyway, Imagine <clears throat> but anyway uh, here's the thing. You, you show me a hot chick, and I'll show you a guy that's tired of banging her. That's just how life is. Y'all have to remember this. Hey, Don't Arnold, forget that. Arnold cheated on his wife with his... Uh, with Mildred. Yeah, with his Mildred. fucking house. Did you see her? Yeah. Holy <laughs> Christ. <laughs> like I said, show me a hot chick and I'll show you a dude that's tired of fucking her. Wow. Excuse my French, ladies and gentlemen. but It's called... That's, <laughs> that's just how it is. It's, it's, it's in the guy's brain... It's 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 a divide and conquer thing that we'll never fully understand, and you have to be a dude, not a trans testicle, to understand it. Well, wow. when you have that much fame and that many 
that much pussy. Well, it, I, I, it's not even about Shit, that, dude. He's married. God, he's married and got matter. three kids, dude. It happens with every celebrity, though. With Listen, every celebrity. Did you, ever think, did you ever think that this wasn't done on purpose? What do you mean? He, well, because he's not even relevant anymore. He hasn't been relevant in a, quite a few years. That's, no, not, I, true. that's not true. That's not yeah, true. Yeah, it's Adam Levine. Adam Levine. He's not fucking Adam relevant Levine anymore. Is. His name's not out there anymore. This Now his name's out there again. If anything. Maroon 5 is still putting out songs. If yeah, wrong. yeah, yeah. It's, you, you just answered your own question. Maroon 5. Just Who listens to Maroon 5? You're Hold a dinosaur. For just, some as, girl. just because you haven't heard what? about him. I'll say this much. Okay, I put if this girl wanted to do this and come out with this solely to let his wife know that he's a scumbag, she would have went about it a little differently. Realistically, if we break it down, she's almost as bad as he is, because if he's banging Instagram models with a pregnant wife at home and wanting to name his children after them, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> he is obviously he is. Having communications with these she, with these women. Sumner saw this as the perfect opportunity to grab onto her 15 minutes of fame and has, I mean, that's It's not even 15 minutes. It's Adam Levine. So it's about three and a half <laughs> seconds of fame. But yeah, real yeah. scummy situation. He, he sucks anyway. But I couldn't, he fucking sucks I can't, anyway. I can't fathom the fact why you'd want to name your child after the woman you're having an affair with. Maybe he thinks the name is unique. Hey, That's no. like people that name their kids Moon and fucking. I can't believe huh? Apple. Did Apple and Moon and Apple or some and shit. And what's the other one? Fuck. North. Just shit like that. Stupid oh, names. Oh, no. That it's people Gwyneth fed. Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow named her kid Apple. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Michael Jackson. That's as stupid as the Kardashian kid named North. Give me a fucking book. Northwest. Stupid. <laughs> Dumb as shit. Give the kid a fucking normal name. You're not going to really sit here and say that Adam Levine sucks, are you? Oh, he sucks. Absolutely. He fucking sucks. Listen, I'm not you a You can softie, put me down. Not but... only does he suck, I don't even buy the thing that he likes chicks. I really don't. <laughs> hey, you know what it is? What it is? I have my, I have my own opinion. You know what I'm saying? You got to understand something. I grew up in a different time. I grew up in a time when, when I saw a guy win the fucking decathlon and now he's a chick. What the fuck? He's got four kids. What the Christ? Anyways. Holy shit. That's a quick little. I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be homophobic, racist, or anything. I think he sucks. <laughs> he <just laughs> lost in there. What? <laughs> at no point was race brought up. You just throw, throw race I am in there just for saying fun. that because people look at me and they assume God, because of my looks so political. and my <laughs> political views that I'm a racist. Okay, can we get into the news? And now? I'm not. Absolutely. I hate everybody the same. Exactly. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, just a quick little bit of news before we get into the fantasy talk. <sighs> the Buccaneers signed Cole Beasley. Yeah. Love that. Everybody's laughing right now about Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley will be the next Julian Edelman. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Also, um, Justin Herbert returned to practice today. Okay. So ribs don't look to be an issue. And even though Tom Brady said he was going to take Wednesdays off to rehab or spend time with his family or jerk it, I don't know, he did practice today. So that's yeah, pretty much you know already what? I, out. I am so tired of hearing his name. Well, guess what? You're going to hear uh, it all the way until God February. Damn it. Okay. So what if he wants to take Wednesdays off? Who gives a shit? I mean, he has been doing That's this for 25 stupid. years, Come so on, yeah, dude. he could probably take whatever. Hey, did you? Did you play football a lot longer than 25 years? Did you see Trevor Lawrence trying to hype up the team? You see that video? No. <laughs> He's just like, let's. Do <laughs> what are you like, laughing about? Let's just go out there and uh, be cool, man, or like some shit like that. It was horrible. It was horrible. Well, Trevor did, did he look like Gary? No football out there trying to talk about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of um, all over the place. He just. One other ah, thing I like saw. Like Garrett ah. using a power tool Did you all see over the place. A couple more years. Did you see Eli Manning in full disguise? Dude, that walk was hilarious. On I that was, was laughing. Fucking, I almost pissed myself. If you haven't seen it, it's on ESPN's YouTube. Uh, Peyton Manning went in disguise, full disguise as Not Chad Peyton. Powers. Or Eli Manning Eli. went in yeah. full disguise as Chad Powers and walked on as a quarterback to Penn State. It is literally some of the best 15 minutes of content you could ever watch. It had me fucking, I was laughing my ass off the whole time, but. I'm, I'm sure the coaching staff of Penn State ain't too happy about it. Well, uh, what's his name was in on it? 
Franklin. Oh, he was. John Franklin. Okay, I didn't think yeah. he was it in was, it. It wasn't like work. a real deal. It was No, everybody besides yeah. the head coach was in on it. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't in on it. So but it was funny. Um all right, fantasy frenzy. Let's go. Our starts and sits of the week. We're gonna go position by position and tell you who we're starting this week and who we are sitting this week. Um so we should start off with quarterback, and then we're going to do a couple of our big pickups and big drops of the week at the end. Uh, quarterbacks, my start of the week might interest you guys because I've done nothing but talk shit about him on this show, and that is... Mac Jones. Washington Commanders quarterback Carson Wentz. Wow. You're a believer. I'm kind of becoming a believer, and not as much as I am a believer of Carson Wentz, but as I am a believer in the commander's offense, I mean, the writing's literally on the wall. They are currently one and two. They beat Jacksonville 28 to 22 in week one, and they lost the Lions 36 to 27 this week. But if the commander showed us anything, it's that they can put points up. And realistically, Carson Wentz has been kind of on a tear. He's averaging 325 passing yards per game. He's thrown for seven passing touchdowns already. Has a QBR of 100. Um, Philly shut down Minnesota on Monday night. I get it. They shut them down completely. Yeah, they did. I'll say this. Philly played out of their minds, and Minnesota played really, really uninspired. And I think that this game between the Commanders and the Eagles will be a little bit better than that Monday night game was. I think we had too much stock in the Vikings. I, you know what? I think all of us did. Yeah. I think all of us. I did. think we did. But I mean, Wentz, he's been perfectly consistent. 65% uh, completion percentage in the first two games, over 300 yards. He had four touchdowns against Jacksonville, three against Detroit. He's thrown three picks, but he was sacked five times against Detroit. Right. He's only sacked once against Jacksonville. If the offensive line can strengthen up, keep him upright, and he can continue to find his receivers the way he has, I mean, Curtis Samuel's been on a tear. Jahan Dotson is the best rookie receiver in the league right now. If he can continue that, I'm not saying they'll win, but I am saying I am starting Carson Wentz this week in fantasy because I think he's good for another 300-yard and three-touchdown performance. If you're looking to stream a quarterback, it would be Carson Wentz for me. I'm impressed with that. I am. I have a different quarterback that I'm all in on. Let's hear. Joe Flacco. The resurrection of Joe Flacco. I mean, realistically. The resurrection of Joe Flacco. He threw for 400 yards last week. I'm speechless about it. This guy was left for dead. Well, Joe Flacco last week, 309 yards, or 307 yards and four touchdowns against the Cleveland Browns. In week one, he threw for 309 yards and a touchdown against the Baltimore Ravens. And he's only thrown one pick so far. Right. And that's the key. One pick. Average he's not turning the ball over. Average completion percentage of 60 through the first two games and an average QBR of 90. Um, I love him against Cincinnati secondary right now, to be honest with you. Well, yeah. They haven't been impressive at all. I, I would have to agree with you. There. On both sides of the ball, they haven't been impressive. This is the thing about, this is the thing about Flacco is he's going to go for the yardage. The problem Correct. is, is the only that one touchdown pass against Baltimore in week one, granted Baltimore's defense, I think, right now at least, is a little bit better than Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. Um, let's hope he can continue to find the end zone. Garrett Wilson obviously has emerged as the number one guy there. Uh, right. So I, I, I think that's another good start. I would look for Flacco if you need to stream a quarterback this week. Maybe if you're a Dak owner or a Trey Lance owner, those are two good options for you. You got to play Justin Fields against the Texans. Excuse me? <laughs> Dude. Did you did... say Justin Fields? Yes. If you have Holy nobody else, you guys named shit. everybody else. Unless you want me to throw Derek Carr against Tennessee. I mean, I'd rather have Derek Carr against Tennessee. I'd rather have Ryan Tannehill well, against Oakland. He was just. <laughs> <laughs> he told me to. You got to choose shit. Okay. Don't, no, nobody no, else hey, is going to hey, say. This is your so opinion. I, I want to hear it. I want to hear your it. show. Go ahead. The record proves it. Okay. All right. <laughs> the record proves that they tie with Indianapolis. That's a shit yeah. show. They lose against Denver. Right. That's a. You're talking show. about the Texans. The Texans. So why not throw Justin? You want to? You don't want to know something? I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I don't think the Tex the Texans should have won that first game. 
They blew that late. They did. They pissed that game away. They pissed it away late. They were up big. Um, I will say this about Justin Fields. He's averaging 95 yards a game through the first Dude, two. Dude, he had 75 yards passing yeah, last week. 70 yards to play this passing, guy? one pick. Dude, I had other people. Um, he Dude. has two touchdowns Dude, high, on the season. Him and, and high picks. school Anzalone need to be on the same team because they're both high schoolers. I'm, what the fuck? I'm going to have to go out on a limb here, and Bruce, as much as I love that. I love Bruce. I Dude, love I Bruce. would. I'd play him. <clears throat> you, play him. You play, I'd him, play him. If I had him, I'd I'll play him. I'll tell you what. Well, I have Being Tua, you have two so... good talk of, talk, uh, <laughs> Tua, yeah, I'll so... trade you Justin Fields for no, Tua. No, I'm not saying that. you play Tua I, this I, week. I, I, or you Tua play Justin is Fields. a must-start, especially after last okay. week. Well, that leads me into my quarterback pickup of the week. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa is only owned in 80% of all ESPN I, leagues. It's hard for me to believe that. And he's only started in 30%. So, if you are in a 12-team league and Tua Tagovailoa is... I had to call my brother. He has him in the one league and tell him to pull Tom Brady and stick him in. Well, yeah. If I, I mean... There isn't a... There pretty much isn't a quarterback right now out there besides maybe Lamar Jackson, Herbert, Allen, or Mahomes that I would start over Tua. If you are in a league, a 10-12-team league, he might not be picked up. Go out there, look for Tua, add him, drop whatever bullshit quarterback oh. you got on your bench, and you got to start this <laughs> yeah. guy. If you haven't picked him up after last week already, well, yeah, that, that, that's a mistake. Who's leading the league in, <laughs> in receiving yards right now? Number one is Tyreek Hill. Number two is Jalen Waddle. Yeah. So crazy, dude. Leading two guys the league. From the same team. Leading the league. So uh if two is out there again, he's owning eighty percent of league, so he might not be out there for you. But if you're in a smaller league, he's out there, go get him. Right. If you are an owner of Tua, he is an automatic start. Pretty much from now until he shits the bat. I'm gonna get fucking kicked in the ass because I'm going to start him this week and he's going to shit on the field. Maybe Watch not. Um, Maybe not. Let's yeah. talk Just about running backs. Uh, so there's one guy this week that I really like. Uh, I he, There's a lot of hype going into the season about him and he hasn't really panned out all that well as of yet. Um, but he showed promise. My start of the week at running back is Damian Pierce against the Bears uh, for a couple of reasons. One, the Texans don't really have too many winnable games on the schedule, but if the Bears have showed us anything, this is a winnable game for the Texans. Uh, I also don't have very much faith in Davis Mills to get the job done. So I think that they need to run the ball a lot. They need to be come right out of the gate and try and pound it down Chicago's throat. Obviously, we saw last week Aaron Jones ran for well over 100 yards against the Bears, and I seriously think Damian Pierce could have that breakout week. I think he could go for over 100 yards. I think he'll get a little bit of utilization in the red zone. He hasn't gotten that touchdown yet, but the Bears have showed you can run on him. I think Damian Pierce Surprisingly. 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 Their defense, their I agree with that. Normally, the stalemate of that team. I, I think that they'll need to run the ball early and often when this they game. They got to control the clock. Yes. If they leave it up to Justin Fields, they're yeah, in it'll, trouble. I agree. Uh, Damian Pierce averaging 51 yards per game. That's no slouch. He's only averaging 3.9 yards per carry, which that number <clears throat> needs to get up a little bit. Again, right. this was one of the most out-of-nowhere hyped fantasy players coming into the year, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that started in week one or or had him in a flex spot on in week one and have kind of given up faith on him after the last two games. But I think this is going to be the 15 to 20 carry, 100 yard and a touchdown week out of Damian Pierce. For me, if you have an opening for a guy in your RB2 slot, Damian Pierce is the guy you should slide in there. My guy this week is uh, Josh Jacobs. Ooh, I got a feeling. Well, here's the thing. Tennessee's in a tailspin right now. Yeah, they really are. And they're going up against Tennessee, and I got a feeling he could gash that defense. I really do. I think he could gash that defense. Uh, that's my my pick of the week. So far, I, Josh Jacobs, I would say, has been somewhat disappointing. Quiet this year. I mean, he's year, only yeah. averaging like 65 yards a game right now, 
but he's not getting the, the normal yeah. amount of carries he should be getting. Josh Jacobs, so far, he's only gotten 19 carries on the year. He's averaging 63 yards per game uh, right. and does not have a touchdown yet. And the whole thing is nobody else is really running the ball for them. No, nobody no. at all. Zamir White had a lot of hype about him going into the season, and he's gotten one rush so far. So well, I, this is why I like I like Jacobs for the sole reason of this. After Monday night's game, and, and you watch Buffalo basically dismantle them before yeah. the second quarter was ended, and they were done, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that Jacobs could have a huge game this week. Well, yeah, last week against Arizona, he averaged 3.6 yards per carry, but in week one against the Chargers, who are arguably a better defense, he averaged 5.7 yards. Right. Um, I, I think Josh Jacobs is one of those guys that everybody gives up, gave up on, and I don't really understand why. Well, I, I think they need to run the football more, period. They the Raiders to the need football. to control the line of scrimmage. Realistically, that's why they lost that game last week. That's exactly they were why. Up, they were up by, by 20 at the half against Arizona, and – the whole offense just shut down and collapsed on him in the second half. And exactly. I think that's due to the fact that they haven't gotten a running game established. And realistically, Josh Jacobs could be a very, very good running back if his utilization I got, I got a feeling he's a sleeper this week. I got a feeling that they're going to, you know, if Josh McDaniels has any kind of a brain right now, he would devote more to the run game. It'll make everything easier for him. Bruce? Dude, I got a couple guys. Well, give us one. I give us your it. number one. Just give one. us one, baby. I'll take Alvin Kamara against the Panthers. Uh, okay. Coming off an injury. Coming off of an injury, yes. Yeah. I'm um, sure he's going to probably be on a snap count. And I'll know. be honest with you, if Mark, plays. Mark Ingram's played pretty well. He has. Um, Kamara had 39 rushing yards in week one against Atlanta and picked up an injury in that game. He was running 4.3 yards per carry prior to that and has yet to get a touchdown. But – this week, they have a favorable matchup against the Carolina Panthers, so... You might as well. Most likely, if Kamara is Healthy. not out, if he's questionable, or he right. is fully available, you are starting him. The draft capital that you have in him definitely facilitates a start whenever he's not on IR. Um I think Kamara could have a huge game against the Panthers. I think this could be that exclamation point game. I mean, as we saw last week, the Panthers can get run on. Yes. You know? Um, And I'll be honest with you, I think as far as lines go, like New Orleans held up very well. Their offensive line held up very well last week against a pretty good Buccaneers D until the second half. The whole they, the whole thing uh, collapsed, but it, it collapsed when when they got behind and Jameis Winston and they had to put the ball in Jameis Winston's hands. That's when they got in trouble. I, I agree. because he was pressing and wasn't playing in the system anymore. He it's like he took everything on his shoulders and he was throwing some hellacious shitty passes. <laughs> I, I I've never seen anything like it, but. I, I just I, I don't I feel Kamara is a top five back. I agree. When, I really when healthy, do when he's healthy. Yeah. When healthy, yeah. yeah. But uh, he's just not healthy, and so we'll see what happens with. Hopefully, that. he is there this week. <clears throat> as far as receivers go, I my start of the week had a very very nice game last week, and I think he will continue that again this week. Uh, my start of the week is Rashad Bateman against the Patriots at Gillette Stadium. The writing is on the wall here. Lamar Jackson is really, really good. The you know, that is, first week, he he was rusty that first week. He came out last week, and he was firing he on all cylinders. He was fucking ready to go against Miami. And they lost that game in a heartbreaking fashion. I don't think they're going to lose this week against New England. I think he's going to come out just as hot. And realistically, the receiving options for the Ravens team outside of Mark Andrews aren't that fantastic. I mean, you have Duvernay, who's mostly a return guy. Uh, you have Kenyon Drake catching passes out of the backfield, who isn't that reliable. Realistically, Rashad Bateman is the number one receiver of this team. Uh, so far, he's got six receptions for 167 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I think pretty much every week you play this guy, he's guaranteed to get in the end zone. Uh, obviously, Mark Andrews takes up a large portion of 
right. the sh- target share for the Baltimore Ravens. But Lamar Jackson needs more than that to get it done. They don't have much of a run game at all right now as long as Dobbins and Edwards aren't playing. So I think Rashad Bateman in a flex or a wide receiver two spot is a perfect start this week. New England's defense hasn't really showed me much. Yes, they were able to trump the Pittsburgh Steelers last week in very ugly fashion, but I think this game will get ugly quick and early, and I think Rashad Bateman will be good for 100 and a touchdown at a minimum. I think Lamar Jackson's going to have to hit him often. And the whole thing is, if he continues to pound Mark Andrews with targets the way he is, Mark Andrews has showed us before. He is not the most... He is not the strongest player when it comes to not getting injured. So you have to take that into consideration. Bateman is going to get targets. Bateman is going to get receptions. If Bateman gets into open field, he will be gone for a touchdown. For me, I think he's a lock this week against New England. That's good. That's good. My guy, <clears throat> my lock of the week is Amari Cooper. Ooh. I like I love Amari Cooper against Pittsburgh secondary. Pittsburgh has trouble getting to the quarterback right now. Without T.J. Watt, they're not the same defense. And I got a feeling Amari Cooper could have a huge game. Uh, So Amari Cooper in week one, he had three receptions and six targets for 17 yards. And realistically against Carolina, that game was a shit show where they just ran the shit out of the ball. But against the Jets last week, he had nine receptions or nine receptions on 10 targets. So he's catching the passes. Correct. 100 yards and a tud. You think he'll have a repeat I got a feeling he's going to have a huge game this week. I Like I said, I don't think Pittsburgh is the same team that played that first week. And, and that defense, without T.J. Watt, they don't have a guy that's a dominant pass rusher. They just don't have it. I, I agree with you there. My lock, A.J. Brown against the Commanders. Now, I say this because Jared Goff is a little more than average quarterback, correct? And when the Lions played him, there were a lot of holes in that secondary where he could have made a pass, but he didn't, you know. But if the Eagles go out there and do exactly what they just did to the Vikings, A.J. Brown should have a game. Okay. Well, A.J. Brown was a touch sleepy last week, I would say. He, uh, was. he was. He got five receptions and eight targets for 69 yards. Uh, in week one against Detroit, obviously, he had 10 receptions on 13 targets for 155 yards and took the world by storm. Uh, one of those passes was a 54-yard reception, which somehow he didn't score a touchdown on. He's yet to score a touchdown this year. Um, A.J. Brown, as of now, if – if he continues the way he has, and granted, five receptions on 69, for 69 yards is not a bad fantasy week. It was just a slow week compared to week one. Uh, once he starts getting touchdowns, once Jalen Hurts stops rushing for all the touchdowns and actually starts throwing some, yeah, A.J. Brown will be a top 10 receiver week after week after week. I could kind of understand being a little discouraged after last week, but... I'm not. Like we said earlier, the commanders have shown the ability to put up a lot of points, but they have also shown the ability to get scored on a whole lot. So I think Philly will score early and often this week. Obviously, they made a clinic out of that Minnesota game on Monday night, and I think A.J. Brown will be a huge part of that. Minnesota's got a good deep. Obviously not anymore. They didn't on Monday. That's why. (laughs) I mean, listen, listen, I I truly think that – uh, if you watched Minnesota on their, especially on their first drive, they looked very good. Yeah, very good, and it's like the wheels came. And on. they, but their defense was not giving up at the end of that game. No, they they were not giving up. But offensively, they were just just they were just they couldn't put it together exactly. in that second half. So and and when you wow, see a guy like AJ Justin Brown. Jefferson held the way he was. To the, I was just like shocked. And he because uh, I truly think Jefferson's the best Darius receiver Slate. in football. I think Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in football. Um, and and he was schnikled. Schnikled. What schnikled. the fuck is Schnikled uh, by former Lions. Real quick before we move on to tight ends, I have one 
wide receiver drop of the week and one wide receiver pickup of the week. Okay. My wide receiver drop of the week is none other than the Chicago Bears receiver Darnell Mooney. In the first two games, he got one reception for eight yards in week one and one reception for negative four yards in week two. Uh, My God. I'll say this. I don't care that they're playing Houston. I don't care that Houston is not good. It has become extremely apparent. Justin Fields is not ready to lead an NFL team as a starting quarterback. That I'll start out with that. Number two, Darnell Mooney, fantastic year last year. No longer a part of this offense. He's been completely written off. So far, no Bears have done I, anything. I don't know how you could write a guy off with that talent. He's definitely a talented guy. Agreed. And Fields is not looking for him. He's not. Lo- Something's going on there. He's not even looking his way. Yeah. And the whole thing is, he's only been targeted five times in two games. That's ridiculous. That's This insane. guy should be getting 12 targets a game. Uh, and realistically, I-, I can't see any reason at this point, outside of just raw talent to keep him on the roster, if you've got a deep bench and you can throw him somewhere, do it. Other than that, I don't think the Bears are going to turn this thing around, and I don't think that he's going to be viable, at least not for a very, very long time. And that's concerning because, he, like you said, he is a very, very talented player. Um, my pickup of the week, and a guy who I think is going to have a very, very nice game this week against the Dallas Cowboys, is Sterling Shepard, wide receiver for the New York Giants. Kenny Galladay seemingly no longer exists to them. He has taken the Darnell Mooney role for the New York Giants. And, and they're paying him a lot of cash a lot not of to money. look his way. Um, Kadarius Toney, been kind of quiet so far. But one thing I will say, the Giants can run the ball. They can set up the run well. And all these guys should have opportunities. They're winning the games. I, they're winning they're games. They're 2-0. Right. What they can, are what winning can you say? games. Daniel who, who Jones. Who expected them to be 2-0 right now? Nobody. 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 And Daniel Jones was finding Sterling Shepard more in week two than in week one. Against Tennessee in week one, he only had two receptions, but it went for 71 yards and one for a touchdown. He was targeted four times. Last week against Carolina, he was targeted 10 times. He only got 34 yards. I think this week. Okay. He might not see as much of the target share, but I think Sterling Shepard, as we know, has the ability to turn a pretty mundane play into a big one. The speed is still there if you've watched him play. His ability to run routes is still there. I think going de- going forward, he's going to be a pretty integral part of this Giants offense. The best part about it, he's only owned in 17% of leagues so far, so most likely he's out there. He is currently wide receiver 36. He's averaging 10.5 points a week. If you need a guy, if you're beat up with injuries, you want to add somebody for a little bit of depth on your bench, or you need a flex play this week, I would pick up Sterling Shepard. Maybe not play him this week, but wait it out and see what happens. He's going to be a guy that you're going to want to stash on your bench because I really think at some point, the way the Giants have been playing, he's going to become a, a target monster for Daniel Jones. Moving on to tight ends. Okay. My start of the week is Tyler Higby against the Arizona Cardinals. I like that. Now, why you may ask? Because I, yes, have shit-talked Tyler Higby quite a bit on this show, but Stafford seems to like him right now. Uh, In week one against Buffalo, he was targeted 11 times. Got five receptions for 39 yards. As we know, Stafford wasn't playing his best game there. So out of those 11 targets, I'm sure a few of them went way over his head. But last week against Atlanta, he got seven receptions on nine targets, 71 yards. He's yet to get that touchdown. I think that comes this week against Arizona. I think he will play consistently. I think he'll be better than the 12-point boom that's projected for him. Realistically, Stafford needs someone to rely on. Outside of Cooper Cup, because as you know, they're going to play the tightest defense possible on Cooper Cup, and he'll still get his targets. But when Stafford gets into trouble without that immaculate offensive line he had last year, he's going to use Tyler Higby as his dump-off guy. I think in PPR leagues, you can expect between 7 and 10 receptions a week. I think you can expect between 50 and 70 yards a week, which for a tight end that's not named Andrews, Kelsey, or Kittle, that's not bad. (laughs) 
And I think he'll be good for your touchdown every other game type of guy. Great tight end two. If you're in a pinch and need to play him, I think he's a solid tight end one. And I don't think that Arizona is really going to give the Rams a ton of trouble this week. And I think that game is going to be rather high scoring. So Tyler Higby is my start of the week at tight end. I just think I think he's going to big game against Arizona. He has all the makings for it, and Stafford needs that reliability out of him. And he's shown that he can be that guy, but Stafford didn't really have to use him that much. Now I think tides have turned, and Stafford has to utilize his tight end a little more. Okay. My guy this week, uh, Hunter Henry at the Baltimore Ravens. I knew he was going to say I, I know some people don't. <laughs> I don't knew it. Knew. Here, here's the thing. Tight ends, Baltimore doesn't have Ed Reed anymore. And if they did, then I would let the, then I would say forget about it. No, I think he could have a big game. Uh, New England needs to go more to their tight ends. They have two good ones there, mm-hmm. and I think they need to utilize them more. And he definitely needs to be utilized more. When they're successful, uh, the tight ends usually in that offense catch all the passes. And uh, last week he had one target, uh, and it, and it was a joke. It was wow. a joke. There's a lot. But I got a feeling he's going to be heavily targeted this week. Bruce, you know I don't really have a start, but I have a benchless motherfucker. If you is on, well, your we're getting team. the bench. Well, we're getting. We're not there yet. But <laughs> I got you here. I'll cover your back here on this one. Um, I have a pickup of the week for tight ends. And that would be Mr. Gerald Everett, tight end for the Los Angeles Chargers. He has had two boom games so far this year. In week one, he had three receptions for 54 yards and a touchdown off four targets. Good for 12.9 fantasy points. And last week against Kansas City, he had six receptions for 71 yards. Didn't pick up that touchdown, but was targeted 10 times. This week against Jacksonville, Keenan Allen is still questionable to play. Obviously, he's not 100% healthy. Jacksonville has showed that you can score points against them, except last week when they goose-egged the Colts. But in week one, they allowed 22 points. I think that Gerald Everett is going to become a very, very reliable target for Justin Herbert. Uh, Mike Williams has been a touching consistent this year. And if Keenan Allen is still hurt, then it's worth picking up Everett and playing him. He's averaging 11 points so far through this year. If he continues that this week, if you're streaming tight end, if you have an injury issue, I think that he is a great guy to pick up, stash on your bench. That offense is so explosive for the Chargers that you want to grab up as much of the share of it as you can. And I think Gerald Everett is kind of solidifying himself into that role of a good 50-yard, maybe a touchdown. That Donald Farham is also on the Chargers. He's yes. been hurt. He has been. Hurt. He hasn't played since the that's, season started. That's something to monitor so that's, as well. That's yeah. something you want to keep an eye on too. I think that's a very good, very good. Yeah. Pick if there. he's out there uh, again, he's only he's owned in forty percent of leagues. He's been picked right. up thirty three percent this week. So get after it. Go out there. It's only owned in half the leagues. You got a 50-50 chance at it. If he's out there, stash him on your bench. If you need it, stream one. I think he's a good play this week against Jacksonville. So. Those were our starts. Yes. Here come the sits. Let's start at quarterback. My sit of the week is Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't even need to go over his stats so far this year. He's been underwhelming. But this is what we have seen from Tampa. You're not going to score on them. They ca- they held the Cowboys to three points in week one. Granted, it was nothing at all but dysfunction for the Cowboys in week <clears> one. <throat> and last week, again, take it with a grain of salt because it was Jameis Winston, but the Saints gave them a good game, and they still <coughs> couldn't really get anything going. They held the Saints to 10 points last week. So their defense has only allowed 13 points so far this year. And I'll say this much. The Packers' offense looked okay last week against the Bears, but I think they're going to struggle this week against Tampa's D. And I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored from either side in that game, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be a viable option to start at quarterback this week. 
Never really thought we'd be saying that, but the Bucks D is just too stifling, and the Packers offense hasn't shown us enough yet to, to make him as a viable start candidate. So my sit of the week at quarterback is Aaron Rodgers against I Tampa. hear you. Great explanation. My sit of the week is Russell Wilson. Woo! Damn. And you know I, I would you not play Russell. They got to go up against that, the 49ers this week who are red hot after Jimmy Garoppolo appeared from the shadows of death. I just traded and, for Jimmy and, and Garoppolo. And for that I, I just I I got a feeling they're going to be on a roll and you better watch out mm-hmm. all these teams. I I just Russ does not look like himself. Uh they look he looks inaccurate, which was his trait was being one of the most accurate quarterbacks probably of the last decade and he just looks bad he looks out of sync he doesn't look like he's got any kind of a rapport with the re- receivers and the tight ends he just he just looks off to me uh the denver broncos <clears throat> better be sounding some sort of an alarm because it's <clears throat> it's an issue they barely i, I didn't know if Houston. it was me the first game i was going to say okay rust yeah, I agree. Second game, bad. I, bad. I, I mean, granted, they played Seattle. It, it, it was emotion, a, it, all the above. I, you know what? I, I just he just doesn't look. Like he doesn't him. look good. I mean, he gritted one out last week that they had to have, and, and I, that was good. But I just I don't know. I just not real confident in him at all. Especially if I was a. A team right now, I would not be starting him. No, I agree. If he was on my team. It's it's very concerning right now if you're a Denver Broncos fan. Um, I'm not even going to ask what the hell you're doing over there. The mic just fell. Yeah? With me just fucking moving it towards my face. Shoddy anyway. build quality. Uh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I, I would not have any faith in starting Russell Wilson at this point. Um, he managed to put up. 21 fantasy points against Seattle in the loss last week against Houston, 219 yards, a touchdown, a pick. Uh, no, you can't, you can't trust him right now until the Denver Broncos offense shows us something. You just cannot trust him. And well, Bruce deals with some technical difficulties. We are going to move on to our running backs. Hold on. Don't play Joe Burrow against the jets. Oh, wow. I, I hear you. I actually I, wow. I like that. Wow. That was much like better that, than your wow. start Justin Fields. Yeah, the Justin Fields pick. Wow. I'm still fucking scratching my head about this. Also, one. don't play Mac Jones against the Ravens. Agree with that <laughs> one too. Agree with that one too. Um but, uh, who do you think will have more more fantasy points out of the two you just said? Out of the two I just said? Yep. Oh, Joe Burrow. I'm sorry? Joe Burrow. You think Joe Burrow had more points than yeah. Of course. Because he's going to find Jamar Chase. Okay. He's going to go put points on the board. Or he's going right. to rush for a five-yard touchdown and get your points somehow. So I hear you. Uh, moving on to running backs. My sit of the week might surprise some people because he is currently the eighth-rated running back. He's averaging 14.7 fantasy points a week, and he's rostered in 92.5% of leagues. But one guy that I would be benching this week is Kareem Hunt, the running back for wow. – second running back for the Cleveland Browns. Now, his numbers speak for themselves. He had 11 carries for 46 yards, 4.2 yards per carry, and a touchdown in week one, as well as a receiving touchdown good for 21 fantasy points. Last week against the Jets, though, he had 13 carries for 58 yards, two receptions for 16, no touchdowns, and only put up eight fantasy points. I will say this, that Jets defense is better than Carolina's. Nick Chubb had a great game. Fantastic game. Got all the touchdowns. The Pittsburgh defense worries me a little bit. Not necessarily for... Not really against the run. Not against the run. Yeah. And not against Nick Chubb. They just can't get pressure. But it concerns me for Kareem Hunt's utilization in this game. Right. I think, realistically, Nick Chubb last week gave himself one more step ahead of Kareem Hunt. We already knew he was there, but there was a lot of talk. Chubb's stock was a little down. Hunt's stock was a little up. Last week, Nick Chubb solidified himself. He's the number one overall running back across fantasy right now. And I think Pittsburgh is suited to not stop the run, 
but kind of be a little bit of a little bit of a speed bump. And I don't think that bodes well for Kareem Hunt. I think you could see another eight, nine point performance. And if you're looking for a running back too, I don't think he's going to be your guy. Maybe flex him out, but I'm not playing him in a running back one right. or running back two spot this week. I just think Pittsburgh's defense will size him up a little bit more. And I think right now Nick Chubb is the guy that the Browns are relying on. And they need somebody to rely on because they can't throw the ball. Obviously, Kareem Hunt has a very viable fantasy season out of him. Just don't love him this week. Don't love the matchup against Pittsburgh. All right, my guy this week, uh, and I'm going to be honest with you, is Ezekiel Elliott. Oof. You know, Elliott, and not to say that this is all his fault. Listen, you can't just give this guy 10 carries a game. It's not going to work. This guy needs at least 20 to 25 totes a game. And, And the first week against Tampa, he had 10 carries for 52 yards. He had 5.4 fantasy points, which is nowhere near what he should have had. And then the second game of the year, he has 15 carries for 50 yards against the Bengals, who they beat. But uh, another 5.4-point uh, day. And and they need to give this guy some carries. He's had 25 carries. He's got 105 yards. That's <laughs> just... He's just not getting not 25 carries. Give him 25 carries in the fucking game. Then. And only two receptions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, For like a couple of yards. So, and Tony Pollard put up a 17 last yes. week. Yeah. Granted, he had a good day running the ball, catching the ball, and scoring right. touchdowns. But, yeah, no. Zeke Listen, Elliott- you can't you can't invest what the Dallas Cowboys have invested in him and not utilize him. Especially, they should be running the doors off of Especially him. with Dak Prescott hurt. Yes. And against the Giants this week, I don't really see them. I don't see them winning again. 15 carries. 15 carries without a quarterback. I'm aware. That's crazy, dude. And I'll say this. You you kind of need to take Zeke Elliott and forget you got him on your team until they have a game. In his until they, they actually buckle down and, and really concentrate on the run game. You can't play them. Obviously, with 5.4 fantasy points in his first two games, he has busted twice. Yeah. And honest to God, I think you could see that. I agree with you. I think yeah. you see that continue again this week. I know. I, I don't see it changing. That's why I said him. Bruce? Now. Uh, my sit is Jonathan Taylor. Oof. Again. <sighs> against that Chiefs defense. <laughs> okay. Dude had, yeah, 54 I, yards. I, I, don't, I don't think running attempts. the football on the Chiefs is, is an issue. I really don't. I don't know, man. Against the that, Chiefs, that Chiefs you want to beat the Chiefs, you got to control the line of scrimmage. You have to run the football. Here's the That's thing. just my opinion. But they haven't been able to do it Correct. at all. No, I, I get that. One for Jonathan Taylor, 31 carries, 161 yards, average 5.2 per carry, had a touchdown. Leading rusher. And four receptions. <laughs> Leading rusher. Last week against Jacksonville, for some reason, they only gave him the ball nine times. That's stupid. There you go. <laughs> There's the difference. You go from 30 carries in week one to nine in week two. If they give him 30 carries against Kansas City, he will score 25 fantasy points. If they don't, which they might not be able to because this game could get so fucking ugly so early because the Colts have shown nobody anything, I would have to almost agree with Bruce. Could I ever, with a good conscience, sit Jonathan Taylor? No. If you have the world's largest scrotum and you want to sit him, I guess this week would be the week to sit him more so than any other. I agree. But you have to have the world's largest scrotum. I have another one, too. Go ahead. Let's hear it. If you have Alexander Madison, you sit him this week. I I don't think he's really he's, – he's a backup. Why would you even he play him? He played the entire game Monday night. I think his utilization on Monday was more so to the fact that they were just they didn't have an answer in that game. They didn't have an they answer. Run Delvin they Cook. didn't want to get Cook destroyed either. Dalvin Cook didn't do dick. Exactly. Either. So uh I think the Vikings need to I think that's a little things. premature to say about Dalvin Cook. Yeah, he didn't do anything. Have a hard on no, I, I, agree. Cook. I agree. I wouldn't sit Dalvin Cook, but I, I just I think either. it was scary. Yeah. Um wide receivers. 
My sit of the week is Allen Robinson versus the Arizona Cardinals. If you remember, my start of the week was Tyler Higby against the Cardinals at tight end. Okay. So Allen Robinson is going to be that guy where one week he is going to have a week like he did last week where he comes out and, you know, he gets four receptions, 53 yards, and a touchdown, puts up 13. And then guess what? Next week, he won't exist again. He didn't exist in week one. He had 1.7 yards. Allen Robinson is going to be your on-again, off-again guy. He might stream two good games together, but guess what? <coughs> I, I've said this about Allen Robinson from the beginning. He's not that good. And does Stafford make him better than anybody did in Chicago over the last couple of years? Yes. But he had a good game last week. He was targeted only five times. <laughs> that is not a number two <coughs> receiver. Allen Robinson is one of the most overhyped, overrated players in the league. I think this week against Arizona, he's going to have a game much like he did in week one where he went one reception for 12 yards. I am very cool on him until he can show us he can string more than one game together. Allen Robinson would stay on my bench. Okay. My uh, set of the week, Antonio Gibson. Really? I would sit him against Philly's defense. I would definitely sit him against Philly's defense. So are you just foregoing your wide receiver? Well, well, here's the thing. Taking two running backs? Here, here, here's the thing. You know, Gibson, at, you know, playing Philadelphia, you see what they did to Dalvin Cook last week. They did. They shut Dalvin Cook. I have a feeling, and I, I really thought, and I'm going to be honest with you, I thought, Minnesota's offensive line is a lot better than than uh, than Washington's, and I just I I just I I wouldn't trust it. I wouldn't trust them. No, they did. They they realistically, Philadelphia completely shut down all of Minnesota's offense last week. Period. Correct. And yes, I do. And, think- and here, here's the thing, too. He 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 had 14 carries for 28 yards against Detroit. Yeah, he ran for 28 yards rushing on 14 carries. I think he's being one of the most sold players right now. Everybody was yeah. high on Antonio Gibson, and then nobody everybody really thought he's guy was going to be a juggernaut this yeah, year. Yeah, I did myself. And he's too. awful right now. Not his fault, but the the I don't know if it's. A, I think they're going to throw in the ball more and and trying to control the ball on the ground. His only saving grace last week that got yeah. him to eleven points was the touchdown against the correct, Lions, and that was it. Otherwise, he wouldn't have had that. He would have, he would have, had, a have five. had two points. Yeah, yeah, Bruce. Aren't we on wide receiver? Yes, we are. But Uncle Sam just okay. wanted to talk about another running back, which is fine. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. No, we were on receiver. This is open forum. I, I thought I thought we were still on Fine. running backs. I'm Go sorry. Ahead. If you are going to sit Russ Wilson, okay, then you might as well sit Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Well, I mean, Judy's hurt, right? Is he still hurt? I believe so. Harry Judy is questionable to play this week. It's not looking like he's going to. Corlin Sutton's the 18th ranked receiver right now. He's averaging 13.7 fantasy points, putting up 10 in week one and 17 in week two. Uh, he had 122 yards receiving against Houston. He 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 had a hundred. He had 72 yards of receiving against Seattle. Uh, he has not gotten the touchdown yet. Hi. 49ers baby. For me personally, I would be playing Cortland Sutton this week if I had him. Uh, I I think he's going to be the most reliable target for that Denver offense. Okay. Especially with Judy out. When Jerry Judy comes back, I think you see his numbers go down a little bit. You know, that 72-yard and only seven-target game, that's more reflective of him with Jerry Judy playing. But I agree with Bruce in the sense that until you see something out of Russell Wilson that gets you excited – He's definitely yeah, I, not I, a wide receiver. I, I totally agree. Totally agree. I'm sorry. Now, my wide receiver, I, I apologize. <laughs> my wide receiver sit this week is Robbie Anderson. Ugh. My, you know, Robbie Anderson had had eight, eight, uh, five catches for 102 yards and a touchdown the first week. Dude, he's the only last week, <laughs> last week against the Giants, he had three catches for 32 yards. Yeah. And realistically, I think that's more, that's more Robbie Anderson's speed. It's well, not I, I mean, they're playing New Orleans this week. New Orleans' defense is good. Agree. You've seen what they did to 
the Buccaneers for three quarters. Their defense is not bad. Their secondary is good. And I got a feeling uh, he's a he is definitely you do not play him. I this mean, week. he managed to put up 102 yards against Cleveland. That's against Cleveland. Yeah, that's against Cleveland. Yeah. Robbie Anderson yeah. does that every year. And against the Giants, what games. did he do? Against the Giants, what did he do? He had three catches for 30 yards. Uh, okay. That's a three. Real quick I think here. he has it, just Baker needs to get him the ball. Yeah. Moving on to the tight end position, and guess what? I don't think there's a lot of explanations necessary because tight end, as we know, is a shit show, especially this year. My sit of the week is Mike Gesicki against Buffalo. Yes, he had a great game against Baltimore last week. Yes, he pulled in all four of his targets for 41 yards and a touchdown. Yes, he put up 12 fantasy points. But in week one against New England, he had one reception for one yard on one target, and that ain't going to get it done. And against the Buffalo defense, his stat line is going to match that one against New England. Mike Gesicki, my sit of the week. I know he had a great week last week, but it ain't going to repeat this week. My set of the week is Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Kyle Pitts has been absolutely putrid. Um, I, I don't think there's anybody that can can uh, you can't make an excuse for it. You really can't. He he's been he has matching horrible stat lines at best. Two games. He literally has two, two catches in each of his first two games. For 19 yards. Both games. <laughs> Both catches games. for 19 yards. 19 yeah. yards. But week one, he was targeted seven times. Week two, he was only targeted three times. So Right, right. Against he Seattle? Just, he ain't getting it done. He ain't getting it done. He's ranked 36 at tight ends, and there's only 32 teams starting. And he was the, at 32 teams in the league. He's yeah, off. And he was He's fucking renowned as <laughs> the top five tight end. Yeah, I know, and I picked him, and I should shoot myself for it. <laughs> Bruce? If you have stock in this motherfucker, put him on your bench or get fucking rid of him. Dawson Knox. Jesus. Dawson Knox last year was an absolute. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I'll I'll trade you. I'll trade you. I do not. work out a trade. When is Allen going to find him? My dude had one point against uh, the Rams and put up six against Tennessee. I don't care. You get uh, Miami, he's going to find him. He doesn't need him. Oh, he'll find him against Miami. It's fine. We'll talk about this after the show and work out a trade. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. you um, don't need him. Put him on your bench. He'll disappoint you. He disappoints me every fucking week. We did not give you guys a Monday night recap to start off this show because I figured we'd do it at the end, and it's very simple. The Buffalo Bills made the Tennessee Titans look like a fucking high school team, and the Philadelphia Eagles did a similar thing to the Vikings. Wasn't much to talk about there. We predicted a Bills blowout over the Titans, and it happened. We didn't predict. I kind of did. Philly to blow out Minnesota. I guess Bruce did now all of a sudden. Kind of. Kind. I just said I I didn't think it would be that ugly. It was a very simple equation. The Philly defense left Minnesota answerless. I I truly think that they they're finally playing to. Their potential now. Yeah, that that week one game did nothing but outlier. help Philadelphia. Oh, absolutely. The, the Lions outlier. taking it to them and running it down their throat yep. helped that team. Absolutely, because you could see how focused they are now. Oh, the, I mean, especially yes. that defense. Yeah. Oh my god. Their secondary was just hawking. Oh, you don't hold god. a guy like Justin Jefferson. To a couple of catches yeah, like they did. I mean, they were oh they were incredible. They really were. The way they were hitting too, kind of well, they, showed they, off. They just come the off. They just them. come off of a game that was in a hostile environment, and and the helmets I think are that flying. We are up against it. So we hope you enjoyed our second installment of Fantasy Frenzy. This time it is week three. Make sure you probably don't listen to us. Knowing me, Alan Robinson will go off for 25 this week. So, thank you guys <laughs> like so me. much for watch listening. Ka- watch Dawson Kyle Pitts have 100 yards and two touchdowns this week. Yeah, go figure. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't yet, follow us on our socials, Instagram and Twitter at TipBalls, TikTok at TipBalls Podcast. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Music, watch us on YouTube and remember to subscribe. And if you're watching to watching us, give us a listen in your car on the way to work. Thank you guys so much for trusting us for another week. You'll hear from us Friday. The Juice. Am I perfect?